Hey there, this is Papa Moore, owner and founder of Playtime, which operates Playtime Studios, the company that executive produces this podcast in addition to Nizzy's Nook. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. When we first started this project together, myself, Dylan, and Griff had concerns about what the response would be to a podcast literally talking about adult babies, pup players, kinksters, and other topics that really aren't common. And I have to say, the response has just been overwhelming. We have officially passed over 600 unique listeners. We've had over, we've had thousands of downloads across the various directories that we're listed in, uh, and we're actually recording episode six today. To think we've come so far in such a short time is absolutely bonkers, and honestly, we have just been floored by the response. Uh, I read every single email, tweet, or Instagram post that people make about us. Uh, we've had a ton of people sign up for our email list so they can get the new episodes directly in their inbox. And we've had people who aren't even remotely related to King Culture come to us and say thank you because they've learned so much and were introduced to something that they never otherwise would have heard about. Uh, I just want to say that I feel so thankful and honored to be able to produce something like this. And it has been such a joy to see Griff and Dylan not only become closer friends, but to really take this seriously and elevate what they're trying to do and to try to push it in new directions. They come into every episode prepared and ready with tons of different questions and topics that they want to talk about and have a whole list of new guests and topics that they want to cover. And I, I'm just so proud of them. And I just feel so thankful that we get to do something like this that's so unique and different and exciting. So again, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And I just really would appreciate it if you could share this podcast with just one friend, just one friend. That would make our day. So with that ask, I will shut up and let you get back to the episode. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode and every episode after. Bye-bye. for the shit just gonna put this out here i know because <laughs> it's freaking 10 o'clock in the goddamn morning normally we're doing this when i actually got coffee in my system and i'm not ready to kill somebody and i'm not wide-eyed and bushy-tailed until three <laughs> <laughs> instead of waking up going Graf, Graf, what you wake no leave me alone the cat's man mess downstairs. Did you feed them? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> well, they threw things around. We've got stashes all over the floor. <laughs> Wake up the sleeper running. Great. Well, time to get the day started. <laughs> yeah. So, how's your weekend been going? Or really, just since last time we did this, since we're kind of late on things? Well, the weekends are preoccupied with work. You know, working 312s. But during the week, it's been pretty fun. Uh, I've met a couple new pups. Got to hang out with them. Uh, been hanging out with, you know, Nico on Mondays when I get off of work. So that's a good thing. Because on your, because you're on your Nico Nico kneecaps. Exactly. We don't talk about that though. <laughs> oh, fun! I've just been busy. Um, 
doing things for playtime. Yeah, you yeah know. quote unquote, being weird because you know I walk in the house. Oh my gosh! <laughs> shut up! I literally like walked into the house and I was just by myself. It was like, you know what? I've been outside my house listening to this, listening to this dude yell at somebody over his um, AirPods about a budget, and you know he's like. So we should be like trying to like pitch this and stuff. And, you know, I think, you know, NBC will be like, you know, picking it up. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, so there's a hot shot doing by me. And he's like, wow, why, why is this person spending all the money? <laughs> like, text my, there's a dude literally yell about money. It reminds me of you. <laughs> I don't yell about money. I, it's more of, I yell at stupid drivers. Like, the thing that irritates me about drivers the most is not using your goddamn turn signal. That irritates me faster than anything else. Of course, um, we've been getting this um, puppy AWDL event together. Oh, yeah, in November. I'm yes. excited about that. I just hope I have enough PTO for that. Because I swear I'm going to go insane because people have not been giving me the info, info I need. Hey, I've been trying to get people to get yeah, info. Yeah, literally lucky enough that one night you, we were able to get almost all of it. But then everybody else was like, I don't know. Maybe. Mike, maybe doesn't solve the problem if you get a room or not. <laughs> yeah. It's like we need to know for sure, yes or no, if you're coming or not. Right. Oh, uh, so the thing that we're talking about is, is Dylan is holding a photo shoot, a holiday slash kink related uh photo shoot in november and so he messaged or he texted me the other day and said hey griff if you can get a whole bunch of pups together see who's interested and who's not that'd be great so i literally got just on every social media platform and just messaged everyone i knew and i was like hey we've got a group chat set up message me or dylan if you want it or if you're interested in coming we're at what like 33 now yeah, and I mean, I had some other, um, I had some Playtime Ambassadors also um, pitch out, because like Timber and stuff, who's one to me as he put out there, and so I've had some people there. And then last year's people, some of them have, are coming, like Cy, and then other people that come to my camp out, some of them want to come. Cat. Hello, Cat. So, uh, today... On Discord, well, it wasn't today, it was a while back on Discord, uh, the community and I had been talking about post-event or post-scene drops. So I figured that would be something we could talk about. Because if the community is already you know, engaging in something like that, then I figured why not just officially come out and talk about it on the podcast. So for those of you... So, for those of you who don't know what a scene or a event drop is, by definition, it is common to feel depressed or down following the close of an event or scene experienced by both subs and doms. For many, headspace creates a euphoric feeling where pain and stress is gone, uh, problems disappear, and your current state of mind is altered. You know, you feel happy because, you know, you're doing something you enjoy. And then when that event or that scene is over, then you start coming back to reality and people start feeling down and sad that that is over. Um, I have another name for it. I mean, I've always just been told it was called post-event depression. Post, 
event depression. And, yeah. And so when I'm, because I remember you tell me, you're like, oh, it's post event drop. I was like, what the hell is a drop? And then you're like, oh, it's like this. I was like, oh, I know as post event depression. Well, not everyone gets depression. That's why it's no, but, more commonly called a drop. But like the reason well, it was, I've always been here as just depression is because the fact that it's, you take, because you're in like this, like, mindset of like you get to like you are surrounded by people like-minded for one thing and then you have to go back to the real world and you're like oh darn i can't just do this anymore because the fact that you know it's just not the norm like even like for me i've the only things i have ever experienced that's similar is for like christian events and i'm surrounded by a lot of my friends and stuff Mm -hmm. for it but when I come back and stuff, I'm like, oh, we can't just go to lunch at this one spot and get to talk to, you know, you know, this person, this person, this person, and hang out with all these, like, really well-known um, artists that's in, in the Christian community and stuff. You just can't do that in the real world. Right. So we're like, oh, okay, darn, you get kind of sad, but that's why. I, I feel that because I'm like that when I go to like pup events. I got, you know, like when there's moshing there, I love moshing. Moshing is like when a whole bunch of pups get together and they wrestle around, you know. I love moshing. Every time there's mosh mats, I'm there. Like wrestling singlet on, I've got my knee pads on, I got my puppy hood on, I'm there, I'm moshing. Like that's just something I enjoy. To me, moshing helps put me in puppy head space so fast, it's unreal. And then, like, when the mosh is over, I'm like, I just need to be snuggled right now. Like, I just, <sighs> yeah. So, you see, a, a, a mash or a mosh. I always think, of, like, the monster mosh. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm. It's, it's a song. It's like this really kid, it's like it's like a kid song. And you like, it's like a line dance. And so, and the only see, line I remember is, like, and they did the monster mash. Oh. And so every time you're like, Mosh, I was like, it's the monster Mosh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that went right over my head. I I did not get it's that just, reference. It's just a Barb thing. Oh, boo, get off the stage, Barb. It's okay. Okay, so you were talking about how you have like a quote unquote like drop for your Christian church thing. Yeah. How did you react to that? Literally, it's just like a like, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say like depression, but it's like, it's just kind of empty. Like you feel kind of empty because you can't just do the things you want to do anymore. Right. So you could say it's um, like social depression, which is um, where you take self, you get depressed based off how society works itself. And so, when you have events, you're making a small society or community. And you guys build how the rules work within that society. So when you put yourself in those situations, you go, these are the rules. And you get, if you really like the rules, obviously, you want to stay and stuff. But then you have to leave it. And then you're like, oh, I can't just walk out of my house bare ass naked with my ass cheeks out. Hoping somebody, you know, finds me while I'm trying to put some trash away. 
you know. Well, I mean, that could happen if you're way out in the country. Yeah. Outside city limits. Underneath the bridge near the bar. <laughs> but, yeah, you just, you know, you just get kind of, like, sad. That's the best way for me to describe it. Out of my own personal experience. But I know you said, like, when you got done, I think it was, like, your last puppy um, event. You sat in your car for, like, ten minutes. And you're like, I don't want to go home. Yeah, that was when I was at uh, Circle JJ. Because July 23rd, 24th, 25th, they had a three-day puppy campout weekend. It was so fun. Just three days of pups just out in the woods camping. You Is know? that the one um, in Ohio? Yes. Okay. The one, the other one was uh, Camp Davis, which is over in Pennsylvania. Uh, and the Ohio one is the one that I sent you the thing about, like the whole controversial thing that was happening. Yeah, Circle JJ. And then they emailed them, and, and the person's like, "We literally have no problem with it. This is just why people thought we had a problem." Okay. Yeah. So let's we'll talk about that. Yeah, I'm just trying to uh, make then, sure that was the correct place. Yeah. We'll talk to that after I finish my story. So after Circle JJ, um, I had to come home because the event was over and I was checking out on Monday. I had my car packed up and I was ready to leave. All I had to do was just hit start on my GPS to come home. I sat in my car for about 10 minutes and just ugly cried. Like, I just <laughs> did not want to leave. I was so sad because, like, I don't want to leave the woods. I don't want to stop being puppy. I don't want to take my hood off. I don't want to go home. I don't want to go back to reality. Like, I just wanted to stay puppy. So after like 10 minutes of just nonstop ugly crying, I was like, ah, okay, let's get this done and over with. Let's, you know, drive home. So I did. But it was just, it was one of those things where I just, when I was sitting in my car crying, like I just had to have my blankie with me, just holding onto my blankie with my puppy hood on and just trying to get my composure back. <laughs> I feel that. Um. I, I I just mentally realized I say I feel that a lot, even though I've never been in situations like that. But I, like emotionally, I feel that. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I, I think I just I I just meant just meant to click that. I say that a lot of people. I'm like, I feel that. Yeah. You've never been in a bad situation. Um. Okay, so let's go back to talking about the uh, Circle JJ. Ah. So a while back when I was coming home from Circle JJ, it was like a couple days afterwards some of the people in the ABDL community was complaining about Circle JJ not being ABDL friendly. That's not the case. Circle JJ is very kink friendly. It's just when it comes to the ABDL community, they just, not every ABDL has been picking up after themselves and, you know, throwing their diapers in the swimming pool or in the hot tub or throwing their diapers out in the woods, which means now Circle JJ has to drain the swimming pool out. They have to decontaminate it. Same with the hot tub. And they're just like, look, we don't care if you're ABDL. Just don't wear your diapers in the swimming pool. Don't wear them in the hot tub because that water is going to make them deteriorate. And you're, we're going to have stuffing all over the place. And now we got to clean everything up. Just don't wear them in the swimming pool. And if you're done with them, don't throw them in the woods. Put them in a you know Kroger bag. Them, put them in a trash bag and take them to the dumpster. Funny thing. So talking about that, Newsbeat, yesterday his new episode came out. And it talks about this, about you You shouldn't just like, just do, you know, like just, just throw away there. Like, you know, like there's a polite procedure of how to do it. Um, but Newsweek was talking about how like, if you, you know, 
when you get done with your, your diaper and stuff. And I'm I'm at fault on this too. I will not lie because I've never kind of thought about this until Newsby made a statement about this. Um, just throwing your diaper away, like just in the trash and stuff, especially if you mess in that diaper. Like that one, I totally understand. Don't just throw it there because then somebody else is probably like, you know, he had a term for it, but like put it in a bag or something, tie the sucker up, help mask the smell, keep it in there. Yeah. And if you can't take it with you, make sure you tie it really up and stuff. So other people's, it's not somebody else's problem. They can just die. All right. But um, let's kind of explain a little more on the whole Circle JJ thing. Okay, so Circle JJ is over in Sio, Ohio. Sio, S-C-I-O, comma, O-H-I-O. And Circle JJ is a LGBT campsite. So you can get cabins, you can take an RV, or you can tent there. And there, it's a clothing optional place. So when you check in, after you get past the front gate, because they have like a privacy fence, when you're on the back side of the privacy fence, like where all the tents and the campers and stuff is, you can walk around completely naked if you want. Um, <clears throat> same thing with Camp Davis. It's LGBT friendly, so it doesn't matter if you're male, female, trans. It doesn't matter what you identify as. You can go there and you'll be accepted. Um, when I was both at Camp Davis and Circle JJ, there was, uh, people who were assigned female at birth, but identified as non-binary, you know, whatever. And I actually got to mosh with them. And I tell you, some of those quote unquote, you know, females at birth, they're a lot stronger than what they look. <laughs> like this one, their name was, uh, Fox and their name was Asami. And I tell you, they are, huh. They had me on my back faster than I knew anything else because we were like, Mosh, next I know. I'm like, what just happened? They're like, Griff, you just got flipped on your back by, you know, a female. I was like, I see that. I was not expecting that. Never judge a book by its cover, people. I know, um, which one's Ohio? Davis or? Uh, Circle JJ's in Ohio. Circle J. I just remember because I remember seeing that that whole thing on Facebook because Newsy and I are both in the same ABDL group on Facebook. So sometimes I'll see some of the pictures I've already seen before, but you know, other people don't follow them on other medias by stock the sucker. So I see them always, but him and I both saw it on the DL Facebook group. And it was this one person who wasn't even at the event. They were at, they just heard about it from their like mommy or something. Like and, a third party. Yeah. And made this whole giant accusation. Got a whole bunch of people on board about why Circle JJ is very um is kink shaming and why they should be um like canceled, why nobody should support them, all this. And I remember I sent you a thing about it because I was very concerned because you just got back from it. And I was like, I don't think this is I don't think this is true because no. I know for a fact Griffey saw people there in diapers and they didn't get kicked out and they didn't no. get any of these things they're being accused of. So what's going on? And so I made a statement. I was like, Hey, my friend Griff was just there. He saw ABL people there who were, you know, hanging, he hung out with and stuff. I think we personally need to look into this. Somebody else is like, I'm just going to email the, the owner. Let's find out. Yeah. Literally the next day the owner replies, gives us the things like, Hey, 
we have no problem with it. We were just, but people took the statement of you cannot wear these in the pool, the hot tub, and you need to dispose these correctly. Yeah. Because the fact that, you know, I'm one person, I can't do all this. And two, it does not look good when people do that. A few bad apples can cause a huge downfall for everything. And he was yeah. just like, hey, please don't do this. Just be respectful and stuff. And we'll have no problems. Okay, so after being at Circle JJ quite a few times, I'm here to tell you, Dan, the owner, does a lot. Like, he runs the front office. He also goes to everyone's campsites. Hey, do you guys need firewood? Do you need this? Do you need that? You know, he makes sure that the dumpster's full. He runs that entire campsite by himself 24-7, 365. I'm like, Dan, I have no idea how you do it. I was like, I really don't know how you do it because you go to bed last. And you're the first to wake up with very minimal sleep, and you run this thing twenty four seven. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Oh, uh, I got, I got, I got the um the Devlin's um quote. It's rocks. It's this. There's this rock star out, um, out in the eighties and stuff. And they're like, how's it that you can't? You know, you can do all this stuff. You know, how's that you're able to be the last one to sleep, the first one up, ready to go? And he goes, I'm a rock star. If I can't do this. What can I do? Right. You know, if you got one job, if you can't do that job, what can you do? Right. <laughs> and so, Devil and I always make that statement because Devil and I are usually the first ones up. And we're like, yeah, let's get it. <laughs> so, since we kind of got off track, I want to try to reel us back <laughs> in. So, I know you said you really don't, haven't had much of experience with this. But do you have a quote-unquote drop kit or a post-event, you know depression kit no 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 i so, mean like the reason i say it is because like this whatever i really do like if i'm feeling really depressed and stuff um i'm gonna go for a drive i'm going to take a nap or i'm just not going to socialize with people those are like the three things that are you can tell if i'm depressed because and i just do the for everything if i'm feeling for anything those are like three things do you know what a drop kit is yes okay for Thank those who for don't that. know what a drop <laughs> kit is i call it drop some people call it different things but a drop kit is something that is like think of it like a backpack with your favorite stuff in it like say for example like water a blankie a stuffy uh your favorite pillow or something like that something that helps you get back into the right mindset. Me, I have like a little drawstring bag. And when I go to like multi-day events, I'll take my favorite blankie with me. I'll take a miniature Rottweiler stuffy with me. Um, it's um, sometimes I'll keep bottles of water in there with some like of those uh, tea packets that you mix into the water and you shake the bottle up like when I'm drinking now. Um, just stuff that helps you get kind of back into the right mindset. It's a good idea if you don't have one to have one just in case, even if you're going to just a one night bar event, because even those one night bar events, you can still get a drop afterwards. So it's always a good idea just to have something to help you recover, you know, physically help you recover mentally, emotionally, you know, whatever. So it's, Something that if you don't have, it's something to look into and invest in. 
it doesn't have to be much. It's just something to help you out. Come back to reality a little bit easier than just coming back and, you know, suffering. Suffering, quote-unquote. Not to, not to um, play change the subject, but I just watched the cat just bare her face into this couch. And it's so fucking cute. She's like, oh, she was giving me kisses. And she was like, I'm done. <laughs> Throws her head into the couch. <laughs> and I just went, oh, you're a little shit, but I just love you. Oh, it's sorry. funny you call her a little shit and she looks at you. She goes, I know what my name is. <laughs> Go back to school. Okay. <laughs> well. Alright, so we're going to take a quick uh, couple minute break here and we will come right back. Pee break! Welcome back everyone. Sorry about that break. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> you had a topic that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, it's um, it's not fitting, fitting into the norm of the kink community uh-huh. and getting discriminated for it, which seems kind of weird, but... The reason I wanted to do this topic is I actually have a friend that lives about five, ten minutes away from here. And he always talked about how every time he tries to meet up with people, you know, they kind of like, oh, what you look like and stuff. And they he's show, show what he looks like. You know, he is acting. He's a little bigger and stuff. I call him a giant because, I mean, he's a tall motherfucker. But, I mean, he's just, he's just a massive dude. Like, you know, he's just really big because the fact that that's just how his muscles are and stuff. Right. And, you know, he just has, I would always say, bad genes would just have, to have like, a lot of acne and stuff. And people do not want him to be um, at events with them and stuff. You know, people are like, oh, you look like that. You can't be an Avidale. Oh, you look like this. You can't be a furry. Oh, you look like this. You can't be a pup. That's actually more common than what you think, because even I've been discriminated against. I know, and it just, it pisses me off so much. And so, I've luckily enough not had that much of that to really discriminate against me as a person. Because the fact that, you know, I've had a baby face, you know, so I was able to get into the ABDL community with no problem. You know, I'm not... I'm not really big. I'm not really skinny. I, so I can kind of slide into the pup stuff. I've never really had anything about that. But I thought about it. And I've been discriminated against a lot in my life. Because if you know, this area is just very white. Which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just so happening luck like that. But it's also more like traditional, you know, anti-LGBT, you know, because where Dylan lives, he lives like an hour outside of Columbus, you know, in a very backwoods small town. How many people is in that lives in, like, the population of this town? If you don't count the university, about a thousand. Okay, so yeah, it's a small little backwoods town of like a thousand people. So everybody knows everybody, which there's benefits and cons of that, you know, and I, I like small towns like this. That's just because I grew up in small towns. Right. I'm, I'm still close enough to cities, and it's fine. But when it comes to who you are as a person, if you're not white, you ain't right. And I've kind of noticed that because, like, my sister and I, we are both full bl- we are both full blood siblings. She's really white, but she's also Filipino. Right. 
I'm, you know, you know, I have the same amount of Filipinos she does, but I have darker skin. So when I was growing up and stuff, I was always asked like, oh, Chinese dude, you know, it's always got the name. I was called Chinaman. Mm. And I'm not even Chinese. Nor do I speak Mandarin. I mean, I speak a little bit of Mandarin. That's because of the fact that I have Mandarin friends. Right. But I don't speak Mandarin. I speak Tagalog. So since you were discriminated against, how did that make you feel? <clears throat> Worthless. Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to move to the Philippines because I did not feel welcome in my own country. Having white parents, I did not feel like I like I was allowed to be who I was as a person. And I might cry from this, but I did not feel like I should have been who I am as a person because the fact that I'm Asian. So I forced myself as a kid to learn how to be white versus knowing like my own tradition stuff. And after a while, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll just, I'll be who I am as a person. Right. And my parents took the opportunity to learn how to cook Filipino food so my sister and I could have our culture still. You know? And my mom still feels about this day because she did not allow us to learn Tagalog because she didn't know Tagalog. Right. <clears throat> and she didn't want us talking bad about her and stuff and Tagalog and stuff because her family is very traditional. They're very white. They're, you know, they're these certain things. You know, you don't marry outside of these certain norms. Right. That's just a no-go. And so it was just always installed. You don't do this. You have to marry people like this. And my dad didn't. You know, he, he had kids outside of that norm. Well, you're choking me up over here. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> so um, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. It, um, Personal rage of Pentavaker. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't quite have a sad story, but for me, being discriminated because, like, I, what, I have, like, an otter, quote-unquote, body type, like, where I'm not you know, muscular jock, but I'm not a little skinny twink. I've gone to events where they're like, hey, we need, like, centerpieces for, like, the buffet tables, like, where you lay on the table and people eat food off of you. I've tried doing that. And they're like, well, you're, we don't want an otter body type. We want, you know, the muscular, stereotypical jock, you know, six-pack, pecs, and arms. Or you want a little, you know, 115-pound skinny twink. I've tried to go to some furry events where, like, you can't attend because you don't have a full, you know, full body fursuit. You don't have a partial fursuit, which is just, like, head, gloves, and, like, the feet. So, um, like, with the furry community, I don't necessarily feel connected to the furry community. Even though I have a fursona, I have a reference sheet. <clears throat> That's why I, uh, still choked up over here. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Uh, that's why I closely relate to um, 
more the pup community because to me the pup community is more open because it, with pups it doesn't matter if you have a hood it doesn't matter if you have a collar it doesn't matter what your body type is like to me i've noticed that the pup community is more open arms you know everyone's welcome you know i see another pup if i know you're a pup i'm gonna walk up to you and say hi puppy give me you know can i have a hug you know come here and give me a hug you know i i try to be inclusive you know because i know what it's like to be discriminated against so i try not to you know be you know people are like you're so nice why are you so nice because there's already enough hate there's already enough negativity in this world why make it worse you know and so that was that's actually one of the big reasons why i do my photo shoots is because <clears throat> i want to be able to create a photo shoot that i don't decide who gets to come based off my decisions of like opinions like oh I like the way you look or, oh, I like this, you know, I want people to come so I can make content for them to show the world who they are as a person. It doesn't matter what I like. It's not for me. Right. And, you know, I send people out, you know, messages because one of the big things people go, why do you want to do this? I want a, I want everybody to feel body positive. I want it to be an inclusive um, event because of the fact that if you don't allow people opportunity, all you do is shame them and make them not feel okay for who they are as a person. Which goes back to the why make more hate? Why make more negativity in the world? Why not spread positivity? Why not try to bring smiles to people's faces and try to help them up when you know they get knocked down? And I saw a great quote that said, the difference from diversity versus inclusive versus being inclusive is diversity is being asked to dance. Inclusive is being asked to dance with them. And I saw that. I actually saw this on Canva. And Canva is one of the big programs that I use for playtime stuff. And so I can look through other people's like ideas and stuff just to get more ideas. And I saw this one because I just typed in like community and I saw that. And it was like, Bam! I was like, "Oh shit!" I really like how that how that says it. it was just simple words right there, and I was like, "I love this." And so I was like, "I'm going to remember that because I knew we were going to talk about this." Right. And my big thing of always when I try to make friends, I want everybody to feel welcome because the fact that I wasn't welcome uh, when I was a kid. Right. That's kind of how I am. Like. As a kid, you know, I was always bullied, always outcasted, you know. Going through school, I only had, you know, three solid, consistent friends, you mm -hmm. know. So, growing up, I've never really had a chance to make friends. But it's just like, when I started coming into the pub community, and I was like, wow, like, everybody that I've talked to is just so nice, you know. It's like, and now it's the point where it's like, people in different states like i'll talk to other pups and they're like hey so you know i showed a picture of you and i you know to this pup in this state and they're like oh my god that's griff you know it's nice to finally be able to be recognized as you know a positive role model as someone who people look up to it's nice to actually you know have people that i can feel connected to yeah and like it's kind of like my final topic on this subject is what I've learned from mm -hmm. itself, like 
what it feels like to be discriminated against and the community itself is you're not going to make everybody happy. And that's okay because people overall are fucking dicks. I'm a dick. I already know I'm a dick. I'm a dick because of the fact that I'm not perfect. And I'm going to tell people that. I already told Michael because I sat down with him. I said, was one thing you want me to work on? And he said, don't be too, don't always be serious about everything. I said, I understand. I will try my best because you already know I like things top notch. I want perfection because the fact that that's just how I am as a person. I love high quality for everything. And when you want something at a high quality, it makes you look like an asshole. And I understand that. And so I said, Michael, you know, what can I do? He's don't be too serious all the time. I said, okay, I want you to, to be able to tell me this without getting mad then. Okay. If that starts happening, you should be like, Bobby, you know, let's step away for a second. You know, let's, let's breathe about this. Hey, you go in the kitchen. I'm going to go outside and go for a walk. Give us both a chance to cool down and come back and talk about this. Like civilized but the adults. one thing do not tell me is it's not that deep. <laughs> I swear to God, I will bitch slap you so hard. Bummy, it's not that deep. Oh. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> Especially when I'm trying to plan stuff and we need stuff planned a long time ago. Why like six no months service? ago, and it's like, hey, we have a month and a half until this photo shoot. Bubby, it's not that deep. Boy, we got to do this <laughs> stuff for hotel management. Like, we got to have registration done. We have to have a list of who's coming and who's staying what room. Yeah, we can't have this. We can't have this being worked on the day before. This stuff needs to be done, like, now. Yeah, most events are planned a day after the event ends. Yeah. It's just terrible. But. So, okay, you talked about your experience for, like. So from my experience, I agree that not you won't make everyone happy. But, you know, at the flip side of the coin, those people who are inclusive, you know, are some of the friendliest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, there are, like you said earlier, some don't let, you know, bad apples ruin the whole bunch. There are positive people that try to help be inclusive. You know, like I said, those people that are all inclusive are the nicest people you'll ever meet. I try. I try. I try so hard to strive to be like that. And no, I'm not perfect, but I try. So, uh, as we wrap this up, Bubby, and you know, bring this episode to a close, I do have one final question for you. Okay. For those that are listening, how can they connect to you? On Instagram, you can... Find me at Dylan Blake underscore official and on Twitter it's Blake Dylan. Okay. And then what's yours? Instagram it's at pup underscore griff with two F's, not one. Um, on Twitter it's backwards, so it's griff underscore pup. I say two F's because there's another griff that has one F and I don't want people to get confused. Mine is two F's. So do you have any last remarks or comments before we end this episode? Um, it's not that deep, and I love you, Bubby. I love you too, Bubby. And on that note, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day, and we will talk to you all later. Mahalikita. Bye.